Hey, how are things? This is just a quick message to say thank you to everybody who has supported the podcast so far. If you would like to donate to the podcast, you can do so through PayPal. You can find us at paypal.me forward slash clockwork junkie. That's paypal.me forward slash clockwork junkie. Thank you. Hey, how are things? This is Mark here, and you're more than welcome to the Clockwork Junkie podcast. As always, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for taking the time of your day to have a listen. Um, if you're listening on YouTube, please subscribe to the channel. I do two podcasts every week, Monday and Wednesday. I think it's Friday on Friday and a couple of thoughts of the days. Um, also, on, I'm on Instagram and Facebook. Go and follow me there, um, Clockwork Junkie Podcast. And I do loads of bits and bobs there as well. And I'll put up every time that I write a blog. Um, <clears throat> this podcast, I suppose, came out of one of them blogs. I wrote a blog... Um, how I nearly lost my battle, as in with mental health. Um, and I got a lot of messages from that blog, and I decided to do a podcast solo today strictly about that because I am very positive, I am very um, upbeat, I am happy, I am content in my life, but I don't want to lose sight of what got the podcast as popular as it is. And I think it's okay to say it's popular now because it's just a fact. Um, <clears throat> so I kind of don't want to forget what brought me to the table and that was that I had 10 years of absolute hell suffering with depression um, and although I do speak all the time about trying to get people better different things you can do um, I probably haven't spoke lately about times that I had depression and maybe people can <clears throat> you know um, empathize with me and say yeah well I felt the same thing so as it was before I go any further, look, thanks to Terry Tucker for one day. Um, you know, Terry's a cancer warrior for nine years uh, and he's still fighting the battle. Such an interesting man. Like, Look, did you ever like somebody immediately? Uh, that's very rare for me, but I, I like Terry immediately. Um, he's a really, really good guy. Uh, if you haven't seen that podcast, it's look, go and have a look at it. It's really, really interesting. Um, I actually have a treat for you on tomorrow, on Thursday. Um, I have, you know that thing I do there behind the curtain? Well, I have Terry doing behind the curtain and uh, <clears throat> he gives a lot of good answers and we have a bit of a laugh as well. So tune in, I think it's short enough. So tune in for that. Um, if you want to contact me as always, it's you can get me, you can DM me on Instagram, it's the best way. Just go and follow me on Instagram and DM me. That's the quickest way of getting me. But you can also email clockworkjunkiepodcast at gmail.com. And if you'd like to donate to the podcast, as always, it is paypal.me forward slash clockworkjunkie. Thank you to anyone who's done that. And thank you to anyone who is going to do it in the near future. Much appreciate it. This is how I have the stuff that I have to do with the podcast, um, along with some um, sponsors and stuff like that. So look, I wouldn't be here if, 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 if these things weren't going well for me. So look, this is brilliant. <clears throat> and it's time to share today. So... My website I started up, obviously, it's www.clockworkjunkiepodcast.ie. Essentially, it's information about the podcast. It's threefold. It's information about the podcast. It's where people can get in contact with me to do um, speaking engagements to large groups of people because what's the point of having all <clears throat> this experience if I can't get it to as much people as possible? The answer is there's no point. Um, so that's what that's there for. But I decided just at a whim to add, add a blog section to the website. And I've wrote a couple of blogs at this stage now, um, and they're going down well, much to my chagrin. I didn't think that... It, it never crossed my mind that they'd be popular. 
I just thought someone might read it and go, yeah, I understand what you're saying there. I didn't think that I'd be getting messages and, uh, or certainly not as many as I'm getting, um, particularly private messages, which you can always message me. There's no problem. Um, so this podcast today is going to be um, as a result of one of those blogs, which was uh, how I almost lost the battle uh, with, with depression, with mental health. <clears throat> Excuse me. So, like, I'm very positive on this podcast. I try to do things right. I try to be motivational. I try to speak to people who have been through hard times and perhaps come out the other side. And I think that's important to hear that, you know. Um, but I don't want to lose sight of, if you like, what brought me to the dance. And that's that I went through 10 years of hell with depression. So today I'm going to talk about that. Um, and, uh, yeah, so look. It wasn't the case of one day I woke up and thought, yeah, everything's bad. I have depression. That isn't the way it works and certainly isn't the way it worked for me. But I don't think that's the way it, work. it works for anybody. Um, I was unhappy for a long time before. What I think happened was I was unhappy for a long time. Then I got the early onset of depression. Then I got depression and had it for a while before I realized I had depression. Now, that might sound like I'm dumb, maybe, but that's the truth. That's what happened. I didn't all of a sudden get depression one day and go, aha, my name is Mark McCormick. I'm very clever. I have depression. I wish that was the case. I wish I had the foresight to know that. I wish um, I took my unhappiness more seriously, and I wished I put myself first from the get-go. Um, but these things weren't in my mind. I was, you know, young. I was doing my thing. I didn't. I knew people had depression, postnatal depression, and I knew that was very bad. And like growing up, anyone who, you know, had problems with the mind, you'd hear the adults saying stuff like, oh, he or she is not right in the old head, you know. <clears throat> um, and that was the height of my knowledge on it, you know. I, I was I had bigger fish to fry as far as I was concerned. Um, I was in a job and I got promoted and I went to college as a mature student and did really, really well. And that job offered voluntary redundancies, and I accepted. They tried to keep me because they said I was doing really, really well for them, which I, I know that I was, but I still went and took voluntary redundancy. That should have been the smoking gun for me. Why would I do that? When, like, two years or three years prior to that, I was working security in a hut, and I thought to myself, you know, although a security job is fine, some people would love that. It would probably suit me now, you know, but, 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 but um, I just thought, no, I said, there's stuff I have to do. So I went and found a factory that was starting up, and I said, if I go in there and work hard, perhaps I might be able to do well and get promoted. All those things happened. <clears throat> so when voluntary redundancy was offered, I accepted. And that was a red herring straight away, because why would I leave a job? I was getting really well paid. Um, I had money. I had uh, Now, I was working days one week and nights the next week. And I wouldn't work a night shift now for a million hours a week. I just wouldn't do it. It's very, very bad for your whole your whole cycle. Um, I knew that before I did it, but, it, you know, I just didn't know how bad it was. Um, but look, that's another story for another day. Um, so it, it, it should have alerted me something was wrong when I left that good paying job in the good position I was in. But I didn't. I just pushed on. I got a couple of more jobs in between that. Um, and I just found myself progressively being unhappy, being miserable. Um, 
you know the other jobs I had really the money wasn't great I like I lived on my own at the time I was um I was single you know nobody loved me at the time and uh I uh <clears throat> it was like 12 1300 a month for rent you know then your ESB bills and TV license and food and electricity and or whatever and you know gas mobile phone internet TV so I was left with very little money all the time and I was just miserable. I was robbing Peter to pay Paul and I was just unhappy and I thought, this is life, like this is just, you know. And then like you'd hear like, you know, you see a survey that, you know, women were afraid to go for a walk or run on their own for fear of being attacked. And then you see people starving in the world and, you know, I was just, there's so many, so much thing. And I thought this world is just, I suppose I, I, I didn't know it then because I didn't have the capacity to know it, but I fell out of love with life. Um, it didn't happen overnight, that's for sure. But what I think happened was, I think I, you know, it's just, <clears throat> I was unhappy for a long time. I'd early onset depression, but didn't realize it. Then I had depression. And then, as I said, I was goosed then at that stage. By the time I realized it was gone way too far, but I just didn't know. There was no, um, I just didn't know I, I wasn't happy and then I wasn't unhappy I was nothing you know as in like not I was nothing as a person like through it all luckily I remained confident in myself in my you know like I even growing up I was happy to spend loads of time on my own always happy I could play with my like my army soldiers or my men or my my uh, cars, we used to call them dinkies back in the day. Yeah, I was very happy with all those things and I could play for hours on my own and I didn't always need company to validate what I was doing. Um, I was just always happy and I think in the long run that might have stood to me, <clears throat> if truth be told. But I remember being out of work then, I, I worked in, in, in a place and I told my boss, I said, I said, I have depression. I said, I'm going to have to take some time out. And I did. Um... I remember maybe two years prior to that reading, I said, do I have depression? I was reading them um, different traits of depression and what it felt like. And I says, no, I just do not have it, uh, which I didn't at the time. And then, as I said, two years later, then I was looking up traits again and I had every single one of them. And I said, fuck, why didn't you just catch it at the start? Um, but then I thought, okay, well, look, I have a bit of depression. I don't feel great. I said, look, I couldn't believe I had it, you know, because my mind was always so strong. I couldn't believe it. I said, look, that's probably why I'm unhappy. And that's probably why, you know, so it all kind of worked out. Over the space of the next two years, it went from that to absolutely oblivion. Uh, I wasn't happy or sad ever. I felt nothing all the time. I didn't care if my football team won or lost. Uh, I was just going to stuff as an avatar of myself. I was just being there. No one knew I had depression. Um... It was just a nightmare. It was a nightmare of, a, of a, an existence. I, I remember one time, and I've said this in the podcast a few times, but it's very poignant to continue the story. I remember one time I was sitting down, I, I believe it was a Friday, it could have been a Saturday, and I used to do a thing called white knuckling, where I'd hold my fists so tight that my knuckles would be white. Not on purpose, I just that's just what happened. And I remember saying, I'm going to go into the bathroom and put some cold water on it. Now, I would never do that when I put some cold water, you see that in the movies in a horror or something, you know, put cold water in your face and you look up and the baddies behind you in the mirror. But uh, no, this day I would say, look, I'm going to go in and put some cold water on my face. And I did. And I looked in the mirror 
and I could not recognize myself as in, obviously I knew it was me, but I was shook to my furry. I could look in and see my eyes and my eyes were looking. It was like I was talking to myself and my eyes going, oh, you're fucked, man. This whole body of the outside is an avatar. Everything, your mind is just like a feel. It was like a veil coming over me going, and this was the noise that kind of made. It was like, vroom, vroom, vroom. I says, fuck. I says, you're really bad here. I says, what are you going to do? Like, I was really, really bad. I didn't know what to do. Like, so then I said, look, I'm going to tell people because I feel really bad. So I told people. I told my parents first. Then I told brothers and sisters and some friends. I didn't tell everybody because I didn't see everybody all the time. But I, I was telling people here and there. Um, it wouldn't be something I get up on Facebook and say, or it wouldn't be something I tell in a grand crowd or mention in a pub ever. Um, <clears throat> So at that time then the family would ring me, how are you getting on and how are things and not too bad and you know it's kind of crack. I was off work as I said, I was on um, I think it's called illness benefit where you get back your stamps that you work for over the, the course of whatever, I was working 20 years more. But um, <clears throat> and one time, this was so bad, like I'd wake up all hours at night and I'd be awake for the night trying to go to sleep then I'd be tired during the day people always say the best thing you can do now is sleep during the night I fucking know that everyone knows the best thing you can do is sleep during the night that's not advice that's like saying to a man with no legs the best thing to do is run before you jump he knows that he doesn't have any legs champion he can't run I had chronic depression I couldn't go to sleep and when I did my body would wake up tense I didn't want to wake up I sit there being calm, trying to go to sleep, trying my best. You know, nice ambient music, I, I, a fucking candle, everything I could do. Just, I never bought a candle in my life. I actually love them now, would you believe? But, um, <clears throat> and uh, you were sitting there trying to go to sleep, you know, and then you would, and then you'd, you'd wake up like, and it'd be an hour later, and you would have felt like you had slept for four days, and you're wide awake, and I mean wide awake. And then 20 seconds later, you're so tired that you never thought this tiredness could exist. And then you hear this over your head. It was like it was like you were being blocked in or caught in. It was like um, if anyone's seen Lost, it's like the, the black smoke and Lost coming after you. That's what it's like. And I, like at the time, I remember thinking, this is an enemy that I cannot beat. Like, And it was an enemy. And I thought, I'm going to have to do it solo. Because I told everyone and nothing's helped me. Um. Obviously, that was nobody's fault, you know, but uh, whatever the situation was, I was still left in the apartment 99% of my time on my own, like, and it was terrible. And I was saying, what am I going to do here? And I was, I was always very conscious, conscious that, or conscious, I was always very conscious that um, it was progressively getting worse. And I remember sitting down one time, and it just, do you know the way sometimes you might sit down and you might stretch a big yawn and you sit back and it's just, oh, I just a feeling of you are where you are and that's the way you feel and it feels so right. I had that feeling about killing myself. I sat down and I said, like I, I said, you know, I, I said, this is how people kill themselves. This is how, how they feel before they kill themselves. I couldn't believe I was saying it. And not only could I not believe I was saying it, I couldn't believe that I, I, I felt it because prior to that, I would have said, no, don't do it. <clears throat> don't do it. You shouldn't do it. You're selfish, I would have thought, you know. You're taking the easy way out. That's what I would have thought, which is fucking completely is the opposite to that. I'll have you know. 
And I remember sitting there thinking, this is how to do it. And I felt it. Just like you feel a breeze off your face or water on your head if it starts raining. I felt it like it was the most natural thing in the world. Oh, this is how you feel before you do it. And it wasn't out of the question, like, you know. Like, I always say to people that straight away I decided that I wasn't going to do it. And I, I did decide I wasn't going to do it straight away. But that straight away might have been a second, like, might have been a half a second. That was an eternity. An eternity in, in my mind. You know, I decided I wasn't going to do it because I, look, I really don't know why, so I, I don't want to bullshit anyone. I, I don't know. Um, it wasn't that I was afraid to do it because um, I wasn't afraid to do it. I was more afraid to be in the state I was in for long periods of time. It was horrible. Um, it wasn't that my friends and family would miss me because although they would and it would break their heart, and at least I wouldn't be going through this pain. And it was that bad that, you know, I, I probably would have traded it off. Um, I felt it's not as if the world would miss me. I'd just be another statistic because no one gave a fuck anyways, really, you know. I was broke all the time, um, living on my own, you know, unless I was going for a session with someone or unless someone really wanted someone, wanted something, you know, you could spend three or four days on your own, easy, like. And I just thought, fuck, I fuck everyone, you know? And that's, funnily enough, that's the first day, I think, if I look back, it's the first day that I started to love myself in a way because I thought, yeah, but don't fuck everyone, but don't, like, fuck everyone, but don't fuck yourself. Don't, don't, you're still here, Mac. You're here, man. You're grand. You're okay. You know? You're okay. And I remember thinking, I said this on the podcast before, if I live to be 100 years of age, feeling the way I feel, like I did right now at that time, that I was going to see it out. I was going to, I was going to tough it out. And if I could get, like, and I knew at that point I'd never work again. I knew I'd never get a job anywhere. I knew that um, getting up at a certain time early in the morning was gone because I'd get up when my body allowed me to. Um, it wasn't a case of like, I'm always early into work, you know. If I'm there for eight o'clock at five to eight, I'm sitting down ready to go. Uh, not because I'm a hero, because that's just that's the way my dad, my dad worked all his life. He was never late. He was late once, I think, in thirty five years. Um. So it was just that's the way our family was born, or not born. That's the way our family was raised. Don't be late. Go and do your job. That was it, and that's the right way, by the way. Um. But I knew that I couldn't be counting on to get up anymore because my it's like all oh, your alarm goes off at half seven, get out of bed. I cannot explain to someone who never had mental health issues. You're stuck to the bed. You're not lazy. You have no energy. You're, and your body is going through trauma every minute of every second of every day for days, for weeks, for months. You know, you're after agreeing to go to a barbecue. Someone rings you and you go into a barbecue. You don't answer because you want to see, oh, how do I feel like it? I can't even get my fucking head off the bed. Text them then, no. They text back then, oh, you're some cunt, you know. I'd make you feel better, like. Fucking nightmare. It's a nightmare. But <clears throat> people don't know. So 
it's hard to blame. Like some things you, you do blame people for not knowing because it's a tar- it's, it's it's education. And you know you should always try to educate yourself to a certain level. So for instance, when the guys are when when Man United lost the Europa League final there, um, Marcus Rashford came out and gave a plea afterwards that everyone really wanted to do well and we're not going to give up. And now he he didn't have a great game, um, but he had a great season. Um, and people racially abused him afterwards. I know when Man City lost a Champions League final that people racially abused Raheem Sterling afterwards. Now you can't say to that people don't know. You have to that that's different. You have to be educating yourself uh, about that. You know you have to educate yourself. Whereas not knowing about the depression thing or not knowing about how a person with depression feels, you can't really educate yourself like that because I've had it for ten years and I still to this day haven't done a good job explain it to anybody once I haven't got to explain the enormity of how it feels and I don't have the knowledge or I don't have the time to tell you everything I can only tell you bits and bobs and hopefully someone can piece the story together themselves um so I know that I said look what I'm going to do is I'm going to try to live in any way shape or form that I can again I'll never work again I can't be uh, up. I definitely won't ever be in a relationship. That's for sure. Definitely not. Because I can't even stand myself. So what's the point? I wouldn't put someone else through it. I remember thinking, not that they were knocking down the door anyways. Jesus. But I, I remember thinking to myself, look, you know, your life is a mess. Try not to make two people's life a mess, you know. Um, I've often wondered that, like people, you know, breaking up with people and getting into fights and, relationships not working like you go sit there for five minutes and tell you you two will not work out together because the two of you are drama all the time it won't work out you'll meet for a while you'll have sex you'll be doing pictures on facebook going look at us aren't we fantastic and then six months later then you'll be sending you'll be uh, screenshotting texts that both you sent to each other saying, and look what he said so it's not me that's wrong when you're after breaking up and five weeks later then both you with someone else you know i've never done that ever and I never will do it that's not the way I want to do life at all whatsoever I want to meet someone I don't want to be going around having sex with a thousand people it doesn't interest me you know which is strange because I'm a red-blooded male but I know from the past that it's it's much better with someone that you're, you're with like that you're together that you get on well that you respect um anyways look <clears throat> I digress so I said I'm going to let this depression take me to where it wants to take me. So, for instance, if my knuckles are white and I wake up in the middle of the night and I feel that rather than getting worried or panicking or going on my phone or doing something to distract it, I'm going to sit and let it happen. Now, I look back now, that was a very dodgy game to play because I could have lost my mind completely but like I mentioned at the start of this podcast I was always very confident in myself like you know for some reason I don't know why I don't know why I don't know even at the worst I was at at absolute worst I was at it was always like a little sparkle inside me and saying oh you'd be grand man you'd be grand I don't know what that was I do not know so there's no point in lying or saying oh here's something very poignant I, I don't know but I remember sitting there and everything coming over me and I, I, I just let it. 
and see what it feels like. And so, okay, well, this is making my heart pump really, really fast. Am I worried about something? What's wrong with me? Why do I feel like this? Um, then I remember thinking, okay, well, today I have to do such and so. And then, well, no, I'm not doing that. Today I'm doing me. I'm sitting down again with a cup of tea and I'm going to have a f- see what this feels like and see what's going through my mind, going through my body, going through my feeling, going through every uh, fiber of me. All right, well, I, I'm, I'm feeling I'm, I'm feeling angry. I said, okay, why am I angry? I, I, I thought I didn't feel anything. But if you, you sit down for a little way angry, you'll start feeling sad, you'll start feeling stuff. And you think, why, why am I feeling these things? And you come up with a range of things. I won't go into it all because I'll be here all day. You go into a range of different things. And then I asked probably the question that was the best question I ever asked myself. I said, what is bothering me? Of the things that are bothering me, what of them can I change? And what of them can I not? So if I cannot change, I can no longer worry about them because they're not in my control. If I can change them, and if there is something I can do, well, if it makes me any way better than I feel at that given moment in time, I'm going to try to do it. Magic. It's magic in a bowl, magic in a bottle, that is. So things were going on with people that I cared about. And what, I can't change that because I'm not them. Okay, gone. Um, I'm supposed to go here today, but I don't really want it because I, I, I just, I, I feel like I need a, a, a day to myself. Um, okay, I'm going to do that. Right, uh, what I'd love to do now is have three or four cans of beer and get a pizza. And Mark, you're putting on weight. Don't do that. Listen, that's what I want just now on the phone. Do that. Then I wouldn't mind going for a walk, halfway through the walk. No, this isn't right for me. All right, straight back. I told the guys I'd meet them here. I don't want to meet them. Gone. Not doing it. Uh, my, I'm having a really, really bad hour or two of depression. Um, I know if I fight it, it'll last for a day. If I don't fight it, it'll be gone in an hour. I'm going to get hard, hard, hard hour for long-term relief. Okay, let's take the hard hour. Let's take the hard two hours. And I remember at times it was coming in. I was just like fucking, and people who have it really bad know it was, it was everywhere. It was like running in and out of the essence of my whole body. Jesus, it was a nightmare. But um, <clears throat> do you remember, um, I think it was in Rocky Three with Sylvester Stallone. He's fighting in um, Clubber Lang. It's uh, B.A. Baracus, Mr. T. And uh, eventually he gets enough hits off him and he's hitting him and he's saying to him, that's not so bad. He gets another hit. It's just, that's not so bad. I remember feeling like that, thinking, okay, so this is as bad as it gets. This is after like about nearly 100 days of torture so th- th- this is so this is as bad as it gets i can't get any worse than this because i'm after letting it take over me and i thought um so this is as bad as it gets so if i can get it anywhere better at all for any couple of minutes a day i'm winning and i started that what do i want to do i cannot listen if you don't listen to anything i say please listen to this go down and walk by the water go into a woods uh go for a walk on your own if it's if you know you go with someone else if 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 you don't feel safe, somewhere where there's birds, somewhere where there's you know squirrels, dogs running around, water, uh, 
somewhere that you can take off your shoes and socks and walk in the grass for a few minutes. Please just do that. It's because you're, you're connecting back to the earth, like, you know, like you look at us, we're there and we are, we're sitting down, we're on our phones, we're at a desk, we're fucking in work 40, 50 hours a week, we're driving home in traffic, we're trying to watch a soap, or we're watching Netflix, we're, you know, our bodies aren't made for that. I promise, they're not made for that. They're not. And we're doing it all the time, we're under pressure, just anything to do just to kill five minutes of pain. That's the best way to do it. Get out and walk. Get out and uh, go somewhere where there's woods or somewhere where there's grass or water. Preferably all three if you can. Or wherever you think is, is uh, your place that, that, that makes you feel good. Do it for as long as you can and do it for as often as you can. <coughs> so, <coughs> so I suppose... I went on the hunt for a better life, for a better me inside myself. And I, I, I wasn't thinking about changing me as a person. I was quite happy with who I was. It was just, I, I, I knew I had something inside me. And look, at it's a disease. It's a disease. I didn't pick it, it picked me. It's a disease. And I caught it. And I don't know how. I, I could have helped myself get it. I, I don't know how. Or I might have just caught it. Um, sometimes I think that, like, like I, I can't believe that more people haven't got depression. You know, the world, the, like, an awful lot of the world is a shithole. There's so much beauty in it. Some, I, I never seen the beauty before. Never for because it's not there. If you look at the news, you're, you're, you're not seeing. You're seeing everything is bad all of the time. Everything is bad all of the time. But but <clears throat> that's not reality, like, at all. Where I live now, I could go around and talk to anyone here, and they're all nice. You know, there'd be no problem. They'd all say hello if I'm called around asking for, like we used to do in the old days. Mommy wants to know if you got a small bit of sugar. Or someone would call to your door and say, Mommy wants to know, could you have two or three slices of bread? Do you want to make toast for the children's lunch? It was, that was no problem. People are saying, oh, them days are gone now. They're not gone. At all. People are still fucking poor. I think what's wrong now is people have too much pride to do stuff like that, you know? You'd rather nearly starve than <clears throat> admit that you're hungry. But uh, I know, like, with, with me, I start getting better ever so slightly. I start getting, when I say better, I mean a happy half an hour. And I'm not exaggerating with this. I was bad for days and days and days on end. So it was 8 out of 10 bad or 10 out of 10 bad. It was nothing else. And I would just learn to deal with it and get on with it. And I wasn't trying to act as if I, I didn't feel like that. I was just getting on with it. Whatever way it was, whatever way stuff came out, that's the way it came out. Whatever way I talked, I talked. Whatever way I thought, I thought. Whatever plans I made, I made. But it was never better than an 8 out of 10 pain or it just went to 10 out of 10 pain. That was done for so long, and that probably hardened me up a small bit. Um, I don't know, still don't know in the long run is that a good thing or a bad thing, but that kind of hardened me up um, emotionally. Um, to the point now that I say on the podcast all the time that I do not give a fiddler's fuck what other people think, <coughs> and I don't. Obviously, I listen to friends and family have to give me advice, um, stuff like that, but 
you know, I, I, I it's uh, if someone doesn't like what I do or if someone thinks that I shouldn't do something or if loads of people are doing one thing and I want to do another thing, that would be irrelevant. I'd be doing what I want to do and saying what I want to say and thinking what I want to say. Even if I'm standing on my own, that's I, I have no problem with that. I'm very happy with it. Um, because when I had depression and I was absolutely in bits, I was on my own. And I was able to help myself then. So I trust my gut, gut instinct. I trust my... Um, I uh, trust myself to make the right call. That's something very nice to be able to say about yourself, you know? Um, <clears throat> so... Eventually then, you know, I'm better now, quote-unquote, about two years, maybe two and a half years. I still have bad days. I still have very bad days. But they're a five out of ten. And they're... Like, I might have one a month, for example. Imagine that. Hundreds of days in a row. Eight out of ten or ten out of ten. Now I might have one a month, five out of ten. So... Just to let people know, there was a time maybe four years ago that I thought I was better. I felt better. I felt strong. Everything was okay. Um, and I went on my life then for about two or three months as if I was better. I got a new job. I was working away. I worked down in Galway. <coughs> well, actually, no, I was there nearly nine months. <clears throat> but um, I wasn't better at all. It was just so, you know, it's like obviously depression is not an entity. But you can treat it as one, treat it as a poltergeist or an entity or a ghost or like, you know, I, I won't say another person because that's schizophrenia, but, you know, sometimes it tricks you. It hides and pretends that it's okay. And I came back and fucking Jesus absolutely tore me, tore me asunder. Um, so I think that's kind of an advantage that I have now, that now that I know that even though it's like when I get a bad day now, I don't go, Asher, oh, sure, look, I stop on the spot everything I'm doing. If that means cancelling a meeting with the Pope it's cancelled on the fucking spot oh you shouldn't do I don't give a fuck what anyone else thinks you have to put yourself first I keep saying that people are probably sick to their tits of me saying that but I do not care if you have depression and you hear me saying all the time put yourself first and you're not really sure what I mean and then the first day you do it you go oh the penny will drop and you'll never stop doing that. It doesn't mean being rude to someone else. Of course not. Be nice. Be helpful. Don't be racist. Don't be sexist. Don't hurt people. Don't be violent. Don't be bad with your, don't verbally bully people or anything like that. That's powerful, of course. That's not mean, that doesn't mean you're a good person. That means you're normal. You know, don't go out of your way to make people feel bad. Don't go out of your way to hurt other people. But also on the flip side, don't take bullshit either. You know, don't be so for don't be so forgiving of people. Because a lot of people say that. Don't be so forgiving. They fucking know what they did. You know? Don't be so forgiving. Put yourself first. Put yourself down as like the alpha male or alpha female. You're the dominant person of your tribe, of your gathering. And you're number one. And then everyone that comes in then that your life adds something. And you obviously in turn add something to their life but also know they're the alpha in their life so it's a coming together of people who add value to the other person's life and if they don't add value to your life if they're a leech 
they're always coming with problems. If they're always and like, like like they won't believe it if you tell them to listen, I've no interest in hearing your problems anymore, champion. Fuck off. They won't believe it. But that's not your problem. You know, I can't believe you're sitting listening to all their problems all the time. That's ridiculous. You know? Put yourself first. You honestly can achieve anything you want, I promise you. Anything. It doesn't matter. I look, look, I'm telling you, what's he doing? 44, 43, starting a podcast. And he's so mean, you know, he's more in his language without getting a job. Fuck off. That's the answer to that. I'm doing this because I want to do it. I, I'm, I'm not, I, I've been working in factories in different jobs since I was 16. I'm 44. Many years is that? 28. I've been working for 24, 25 years of that. That's a long time. This is what I want to do now. I want to make this into my job. I want to be able to do public speaking. So I want to be able to give out good podcasts, get fantastic guests coming up. I want to make this work. Oh, it's going to take time. It's going to take effort. It's going to take so much work. Yeah, I know. That's why I'm putting the hours in. I'm putting the hours in. I know it's going to be hard. You know, or well, you do realize it's going to be hard. Yes, I do. More so than you do, the person who's saying that. You have no fucking clue how to do a podcast, how to edit a video. I know it's going to take time. I have no problem with that. Don't be worrying about it. You know, worry about your own little life there. So, like, I think that, like, you know, I feel that the depression, and good news to anyone who has depression, uh, it doesn't last forever. Oh, Mark, you don't realise if you're as bad as I was, as bad as I am, it will last forever. Uh, I, I do realise, and no, it won't last forever. I'm not saying that again. It will not last forever. That's it, period. Um, when you come out the other side of it, you're a thousand times stronger, mentally. A thousand times stronger. I'd give you an, an example of how mentally I'm a thousand times stronger. I must have put up about two and a half stone during lockdown. Mark, how could you do that with your mind so good that you're saying, I've injured for the last seven months with my back. I've done everything. I'm injured. I'm out of action. I, the only thing I can do is go to the pool and swim. That's opening up very soon. Cannot wait. Imagine before I used to say, oh, I have to go training now. Now I can't believe I get the opportunity to go on and train. I can't believe it. I'm looking forward to it like a child is at Christmas. And all I can do is go to the pool and run up and down. That's all I can do. And I can't wait to do it. But, uh, any other stage that would have killed me, like, you know, because I, I, I was losing a pound or two hand over fist week after week after week after week after week. Even when the lockdown came in, it didn't kill me. It didn't, like, in, in my mind, everyone was going around panicking. I'd already been through hell. So this wasn't too bad for me. I didn't want anyone to die, obviously. But not being able to see everyone all the time, I didn't mind because I went through that. Not being able to run in and go to the shops and spend loads of money and buy all my stuff that I wanted, I didn't mind that because I never had money anyways, really. Certainly not for the last period of my life. But uh, not being able to go walking. I like to go walking in woods and down by the uh, river. And I, fuck, I love it. I love it. Um, I'm not able to do that. I've been caught on uh, nearly housebound. I can drive in the car somewhere and get out and stand for two minutes. Then I have to sit down. Um, just what am I getting done about it? I'm actually seeing a specialist. Uh, I'm with the specialist a while now. I'm working on it. Um, and I'm hoping that that's going to make me better. So, no, I'm doing really well. I'm with one of the top guys. So, before anyone starts saying, go and see this guy, I am already. Um, and I'm hoping that that's going to make me better. 
but uh, that would have killed me before. Whereas now I've just got on with it, you know, I've just got on with it. So that makes me really, really strong um, mentally. Um, you know, there, there, there's, there's loads of other things that I've worked on getting out of depression that has me a certain strength mentally. Like I didn't know that this strength existed. And I'm not saying that, oh, look at me. Like I'm sure there's people that have been through worse and who have a thousand times more me- mental strength than I have. And that's listen, brilliant. Brilliant, you know. Um, but, but the point I'm making is you you will have it too when you go out to far side. Oh, Mark, oh, you will. You will. It's magic. Imagine sitting down, not worrying about stuff. Like genuinely not worrying about stuff. Not like, I don't give a fuck what he said. No, genuinely you're not worrying. And whatever comes your way, <laughs> sorry, whatever comes your way is saying like, well, I'd be able to deal with this. Um, make a decision that's best for me first and then try to help others after that. There's a there's a great freedom in it. There's a great um. You know, I, when I say I'm content, I think that's what has me content. That whatever happens, happens. You know, it is what it is. Um, I think you and I, I think did I read a quote somewhere? I think like you're dangerous if you're happy to be on your own because then you don't need anyone else. And um, you know, you 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 you'll never put up a bullshit because you don't need other people around. It's not to say that you don't want someone else around, but I suppose ideally you'd want someone else around with the same attitude. Um, you know, like I find if I'm around people that are worrying about stuff that are so trivial all the time, I get bored. I just walk away. You know, just uh, the, like people that get surprised at the same things that happen all the time. I can't understand it, you know. But... There was a chance that um, I could have killed myself, you know, and that really, really annoys me to say that. It doesn't hurt me. It annoys me that I let it go so far that that could have been an option. Uh, I'm over the moon that I didn't. It, as I say, is a long-term solution to a short-term problem. Well, Mark, it's not a short-term problem because I have it for three years now which might live to be 90. That's short. You know? It seems like forever now, you'll be stronger after it. I promise you that. And there's no stigma to it, by the way, either. If you tell someone you're suffering from depression, oh, that lad there, that person is an absolute Neanderthal. A Neanderthal. Get them all your life. Oh, I can't because they live next door. Just say hello then. You don't, Listen, there's so many people in this world who are sound and genuine. Don't be afraid to say hi. Don't be afraid to talk to people. You know? If you're a nice person, not an idiot, if you're a nice person, I don't mean like, nice to me isn't somebody who goes around just being nice because they're afraid of the consequences. That's not a nice person. That's a wimp. I mean, a nice person who, you know, you understand life. You understand things don't go well. You understand that, you know, everybody's capable of everything and still in the in the eyes of this you choose to be nice there's so many people like that who who are just really really nice who um have their head together have their head put on have an ethic of of um of 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 uh, kindness you know and, and and these kind of people is like i'm kind like but i wouldn't go mistaken my kindness for weakness because i don't think i'm weak at all it's the opposite. I'm extremely strong. And 
I was getting bullshit left, right, and center, you'll be the first person to know. Trust me. But in general, I think I'm a kind and gentle soul. Um, and getting over the depression helped me with that big time. Uh, I think if you're there now and you are in the throes of depression, you're so bad, it looks like there's no way out. Can't be any way out. Talk to people, obviously. I keep saying that. Go and see a specialist. I keep saying that. The specialist will tell you all the right thing to do. Get out in the fresh air. Go for a walk. If you feel like you want to kill yourself, tell someone on the spot, oh, well, they might put me in hospital and they might keep me on 24-hour watch. Good. That'll only be for a short period of time. And then everyone will know that. It doesn't matter what everyone will know. The people who matter will come and surround you and be around you. They'll circle the wagons. The people that don't matter won't or they'll snigger or whatever well who cares because we already established that they don't matter you never go to advice of somebody or never take criticism of somebody that you wouldn't take advice of you know I have uh, so much information about depression and like this podcast here it jumps from one thing to another thing and I should really probably start writing out points but I am, um, on the 11th of June, I think I mentioned already, I am doing, um, that's Friday at 8pm. I'm going to record it on earlier on that day, and then, or maybe on Thursday, and then premiere it on the Friday. And it's going to be a talk on mental health, rather than a talk like this where I'm chatting. It's going to be, I'm going to write down a couple of points to hit, and I'm going to hit them. And you can watch it. I'm going to, like, it'll be live on YouTube. You can watch it with me. I'm going to be watching it from my house. And if you put in a comment, I can see it live in real time. and I'll, I'll be able to get back to you in real time. And if that's something that works, I will do more of them for sure. Um, but, uh, you know, there's, there's so many people, like, there's so many people that I've heard talk about depression and talk about it wrongly that don't know what it is. Um, they don't understand it. They don't understand the nuances of it. They don't understand... Like someone could listen to this podcast now and go, yeah, he's right. Like, I'm going to put myself first. I'm not going to worry what people say. And then 10 seconds later, you're going to get an awful bad bout of depression and it's forgotten about. You know, I, I understand that as well as anybody. But it's at that moment you just stop, start breathing, take your time, stand outside in your garden. If you smoke or if you don't smoke, if you vape, if you have a coffee, if you like a bottle of mineral water, whatever you fucking do, do. Stand out in your garden, take the breath. You know. You're on a ball flying around. Uh, you're on a, a, a ball that's a rock flying around. A huge ball of fire in an insignificant part of our galaxy, which is the Milky Way. That's in an insignificant part in the universe. That's in a universe that's forever expanding and probably infinite. Do you know? I wouldn't be worrying too much about the bank sending a letter that you owe the money in reality, like, you know, or whatever it is that gets you down. Um, I think per- perspective is, is is a huge thing. Um, so, yeah, look. Normally when you talk about depression, you see, for me personally, I, I randomly talk because 
there is no beginning and there is no end. And every time I say something, I think of something else. Um, so yeah, the only advice I give today is talk to somebody, put yourself first. I know what it's like to feel like wanting to kill myself. I'm one of the lucky ones. I'm not better than anyone else. Trust me on that. I'm lucky. I'm a lucky, lucky boy. I do not know what stopped me. I do not know what changed my mind. I do not know what kept me going. But I think it's putting myself first. Don't worry about other people's opinions. Um, I'll have good days. I'll have bad days. These are the things that work for me that I do know. So I can tell you these things. Um, yeah, so look, I'm going to leave the podcast there. I uh, I have... I'll tell you on Feckless Friday, I have a big announcement for next week. Um, I'm looking forward to telling you. I just haven't recorded it yet. So I, want, I have a good guest. Um... I just want to make sure that I get her first before I uh, before I tell you she's coming on, you know. And look, thanks for all the, the messages I'm getting. Um, thanks for all the... Thanks for everything. Yeah, look, so thanks for all the messages. Thanks for subscribing. Make sure you subscribe to YouTube. Find me on all them other places and follow me. Um... Yeah, I'm a little taken back now after talking about depression, I'll be honest. I just, uh, I, you know, you're thinking back to the times that you were, that you had it, like, you know, like, I, I, I thought at one stage that, like, I'd never get better, you know? I never, 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 never thought I'd get better. But I did as well. That makes no sense to say that. It's a fucking absolute nightmare of a disease. And you're talking to people and they don't understand what you're saying. And you can't even verbalize what's wrong with you. So how can they understand what you're saying, you know? They just don't give up, please. That's what I'm saying. Don't give up. If you don't want to do something and, you know, it's, it's okay to relax. You don't have to be, you know, you're, you're your own man. You're your own woman. You're nobody's slave. You're nobody's dog. You don't have to answer to anybody. You don't need permission to do anything for anybody. You're a grown human being. If you have a good family around you, you're, you've half to battle one. Go lean on them. If you have a bad living situation, well, lean on people that, you know, friends and or speak to a specialist open up tell them try to put yourself first go for a walk get some fresh air um yeah look thanks for listening to the podcast i will tomorrow as a humdinger with um behind the curtain with terry tucker if you haven't seen the podcast on monday go and have a listen uh, i will see you myself uh on friday for feckless friday i hope to have announcement of a big podcast coming next week and I've loads of other stuff, bits and bobs. Check out the website and have a listen to, or have a read of some of the blogs, www.clockworkjunkiepodcast.ie. Take it easy. All the best. Bye-bye.